0: online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: This lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. On your
2: Wednesday episode of Locked on Raptors, the Toronto Raptors take down the Chicago Bulls and they do it. By playing differently and with different versatility in their lineup choices? Yes, the Raptors have different ways they can play now. We're going to dig into why that is. We'll also talk about Scotty Barnes, a.k.a. Swatty Barnes, and so much more with Katie Heindel here on a Whatevs Wednesday. Let's get to it. Oh, like because my shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot trying to
3: miss. So.
0: You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast
1: Network, your team every day.
2: What's going on? Welcome to episode number thirteen fifty of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, March the first, baby. In like a lion, hopefully, out like a lamb. I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've covered to the Toronto Raptors now for nine seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on Twitter at WoodleySean. Sean. You can follow, subscribe, to rate and review the podcast for free on your favorite podcast apps, and we are, of course, on YouTube for free as well. Please go hit the big red subscribe button over on the Locked On Raptors YouTube channel. We are very close to 3,000 subscribers. I love round numbers. Please help me get to the round numbers so my brain is happy and content, and I thank you very much for doing that in advance, and thanks to all those who have already hit subscribe and joined our Locked On Raptors family over on the tube. All right. On today's show, the Toronto Raptors take down the Chicago Bulls 104-98 in Toronto last night before they jet out on a long road trip against some uh, important and also good opponents. But nice to get this win in the bank. They are 31-32. They finish 8-3 and three in February. They've won 8 of their last 10. And Katie Heindel is here to break it all down. Katie, the Raptors are playing interesting basketball again. This is beautiful.
3: <laughs> yeah, they waited to uh, pull it out until the 4th last night, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty compelling stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. I <laughs> in those mean, last
3: 12 minutes.
2: <laughs> hey, you, that's what you have Scotty Barnes for. First three quarters, you know, you never know what you're going to get, but fourth quarter, you know, he's coming in and taking the bull by the horns, and you'll love to see it. We are going to talk about Scotty Barnes coming up and the performance he had last night, in his fourth quarter block fest, and just the general intriguing nature of his growth path this season. That'll be our focus coming up. We got the good, the bad, and the hmm coming up later as well, but let's begin with our biggest takeaways, shall we, Katie? And for me, to me, this game just kind of screamed, oh, wow, the Raptors are, in fact, different now. With Purtle now with their full complement of players, with Fred VanVleet back, congratulations once again to Fred and his family uh, on the arrival of Layla! Layla VanVleet! So sweet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's, uh, yeah, on the topic of Just the Raptors... Looking like a different team. For me, it's that they don't have to play one way to win anymore. We saw them last night close with their small ball, former starting five that is no longer their starting five, had Yakka Pertle on the bench, of course, with the option to bring him back in if they really needed that rim protection, but they held up just fine. Uh, we're seeing they can play different ways on offense now. You know, they can run the stuff with Yakka Pertle at the elbow, run off ball actions. You can have Scotty or Pascal initiate. Obviously, Fred Van Vliet in that pick and roll with Yak has been awesome as well. Uh, even on defense, They have different ways they can play. We saw their defense look like a crunch time weapon for the first time in ages. That's the thing I've missed most this season. Katie is just the lack of any sort of juice on those late game defensive possessions Mm -hmm. Uh, for you. Do you kind of agree that there are different ways now for the Raptors to win these games and what kind of optimism does that give you going forward here down the stretch as they make this push for maybe even the sixth seed as they're, I think, five games in the last column behind the flailing Brooklyn Nets uh, with the Miami Heat and Atlanta Hawks in front of them as well? Just sort of general thoughts on the fact that the Raptors don't got to play just one way to win basketball games anymore. It's beautiful. It's wild. What a novel concept.
3: Not as optimistic as you. Uh, I don't <laughs> think they're making the sixth seed. I think every game from here on out is just going to be like a game-to-game mm-hmm. win, and mm-hmm. they have to treat it as such, right? Um, to your point, yeah, they have more than one way to win, but I would argue before they didn't have a way to win. So anything is an improvement <laughs> on that. But I think last night you know, you saw in the deficit that was their shooting like mm-hmm. throughout the game. Yeah, they did figure out other ways to do it. I think they forced the Bulls into twenty. Turnovers, there was like a lot of second chance opportunities, um, okay. kind of more defensive pressure. I think Jakob Pertel has really made that easier for mm-hmm. everybody. Um, I think he's freed up, you know, Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi to a degree, certainly Pascal Siakam to kind of go out and specialize in doing other things mm-hmm. and not have to focus so wholeheartedly um, on just like getting. Bullied and kind of bodied uh, mm-hmm. around the basket. Jakob can do that. He's turned into a great passer, which I think has opened some things up. You know, for the team and to your point of like way more um, rotational opportunities. I will I mean, kind of lean on. I don't think he said this in a in a in a mean way or like a, a judgmental way, but post game Fred said. Like it's, you know, it's funny to be trying out different rotations <laughs> this deep into the season mm-hmm. with like Jacob getting there now also with Will Barton playing, um, but that's also kind of been the team's MO all season long is not mm-hmm. settling on any solid rotation because they didn't have the flexibility. They didn't find
2: one. Yeah. yeah, Or
3: freedom. They didn't really (laughs) have it. Um, And now I think, you know, you've got your starters. I like where they are sitting with their starters in terms Mm -hmm. of like locked positionality. It was the first game we also saw like everybody back and healthy and available since the deadline. Mm -hmm. And that looks good to me. Uh, I think Will Barton will probably end up doing more than he did in his brief (laughs) like brief exposure last night going Mm -hmm. forward. Um, But yeah, I think overall, like it's still going to be a struggle, (laughs) but uh, the shooting is still worrying. That could just be like slumps and dry spells kind of adding up all at once and everybody getting gelled back to being playing together uh, again. But yeah, they looked more competent. They had more like offensive punch and energy. A lot of that came from Scotty Barnes in the fourth for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Ojan and an Obi Duncan on DeRozan didn't hurt either. But I think there's like more, they're like a little bit more zesty than they've looked to me all season. And that's that bodes well.
2: As a fan of the zesty cheese Doritos over the regular standard nacho cheese, I uh, really appreciate that. Analogy, Katie. Uh, <laughs> I also just realized I have Vivek Jacob as the background up on yeah, the page here. I'm a fool. <laughs> there we go. It's fixed. Uh, sorry for the YouTube folks. up right there. My Most name, importantly, sorry to Katie. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a Shut fool. Hydro
3: jug. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing the uh, brought home uh, from
2: All Star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, now that my lack of uh, good production value has been taken care of, uh, yeah, I-, I think you know the shooting certainly. That's going to be the limiting factor, right? And that's why I think they went small down the stretch, even though the Bulls skew pretty big. And, you know, Nikola Vucevic was having himself a pretty good game. I think. There was just a game where they needed the extra shooting on the floor and the extra spacing, and obviously Gary Trent Jr. paid that off big time. Five of eleven off the bench, twenty-eight minutes. That's kind of the perfect role for Gary Trent Jr. I think if he is going to come off the bench, he's going to close sometimes. Uh, if he's hot, and if he's not, then you don't have to close with him necessarily. You can go with a bit more of a dependable option, more of a metronome type, and like a Jakob Pertle, who you know exactly what you're going to get most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in that instance, they needed to juice the offense, and that lineup historically has been excellent late in games offensively I think because there are five options to score basically at any time and the defense has to make bad decisions and and leave good players open and with extra advantages to press so um, you know just having that option to go small after not really playing small for the last couple weeks since Yaka arrived is really nice and the other thing too Katie to the point that you made about just the rotational flexibility they have the minutes were down in this game. Siakam mm-hmm. just 34, OG 34, Barnes and VanVleet 35. That's incredible to see. Uh, you get 10 players play in this game, nine get meaningful rotation minutes. And because you have that depth now, which is, I think, pretty real depth, you are able to n- not, you know, you can rely on, you, you don't have to overcome, you know, I'm saying this poorly. You can overcome bad performances from some of your core guys in a way that right. they were not able to do earlier in the season it was basically you had five guys you needed to be the same brand of excellent every night to win and now you know fred van vliet can go one of nine from deep still do other good things which we'll talk about later on um but and you can still survive it because you have gary Trent jr going 5 of 11 you get a chris boucher pop even with a lesser game from a precious achua for example uh you just got other dudes who can chip in which is very very nice katie having more dudes huh (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, that's good. I feel like 35 minutes is a breezy walk in the park
2: honestly like it must feel like uh like a four-day work week for them just Mm -hmm. like oh it's done now it's thursday
1: (laughs) oh great
2: um (laughs) we're gonna come back on the other side talking about scotty barnes katie swatty barnes as they're calling him now after that fourth quarter exploit against the bulls we will dig into his growth we'll dig into what we saw from him in the bulls game in particular and get a little bigger picture with it as well as his development arc is super fascinating and obviously very important to what the raptors are doing going forward we'll get to that in just one sec. Before we do that, however, gotta tell you about our friends over at FanDuel the number one sportsbook in North America. You gotta go check them out. It's the NBA, just past the the all-star break, it's the stretch run of the NBA season that means there's lots of great ball happening, lots of different places to throw some action down, if that is what you like to do, and because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 there's never been a better time to sign up with FanDuel that's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to three-pointers drained. Uh, I would go and guess the Raptors are going to hit less than their typically projected number of three-pointers, but you want to go the other way with it, too. You have that freedom. You can also combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. That is my favorite way whenever I do partake in sports betting, which isn't very often, but when I do, it's usually I'm at a game, I'm in person, I want to juice up the live experience, and a same-game parlay for that game is always a great way to do it for example uh you know over the weekend when i was watching those games in detroit and cleveland putting a little money down on the raptors and and a few different players you know more or less points that is a fun way to make that live experience even more fun don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba and of locked on
0: We continue on here with your first listen of the day, Katie Heindel from Dime,
2: Basketball Feelings, and uh, the New York freaking Times, among other places, is here as we uh, continue to dissect this win over the Bulls. Puts the Raptors again at 31 and 32, ninth in the Eastern Conference, just on the heels of the Hawks and perhaps the Heat as well, who... I don't know, Katie. The Heat are looking a little uh, decidedly not Heat like of late, but we can talk about that another day. Today, we're going to talk about Scotty Barnes, uh, who in this game, 11 points, eight boards, four assists, one steal, four whole blocks in that fourth quarter. He was a team best plus 19, uh, shot just 412 from the field, but was two of three from deep. Uh, we will talk about his issues scoring around the rim, I'm sure, in this segment. But, Katie, uh, impressions of Scotty Barnes? It's been. Very different for him since Jakob Erdl arrived, of course. Before Jak's arrival, he was essentially playing center, full-time, screening, working from the middle of the floor offensively, and he was having great results. January was the best month he's probably had as an NBA player so far, uh, or at least the very best month he's had this season. And it's been a little different in February with the arrival of Jakob Erdl and the change in just the dimensions of the floor for the Raptors and how they're operating. Uh, so he's been kind of assuming this more wing-centric role. He's being asked to shoot more threes. He's being asked to create with the ball in his hands a little bit more, which has kind of had mixed returns. Impressions of Scotty Barnes last night in the game against the Bulls, and then sort of bigger picture thoughts on his development arc through this season, which has seen him have to adapt to a whole lot of different roles and change in a pretty short amount of time.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think he's at where I expected him to be at. You know, like the, I don't think regression is the right word, but maybe Hmm. the plateaus included. sure. Um, especially when asked, you know, to your point, to take on so much and so many different roles throughout the season. Some of that, I think, planned. Some of that, the result of loss of personnel and, you know, mm-hmm. injuries and just act, being asked to, like, step up uh, and into things. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, I really liked it. I thought he looked super confident. He looked very aggressive. Um, it would be great to be able to harness some of that, not just in the fourth
2: Uh
3: (laughs) um but i think that's when you see like i just kept thinking of what we've heard of him which is like he hates to lose you know Mm -hmm. we've heard his high school and you know college coaches talk about that i think that's what you see in him starting to get stirred up last night in the fourth um like all those blocks included i like swaddy b better as a nickname than Fourth quarter, B. Oh, you've 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 teased
2: my uh, you've teased my bad in the good, the bad, and the hmm coming up.
3: Okay, yeah, (laughs) that's Um, all right.
2: We're gonna go deep on that because I have some thoughts.
3: (laughs) But uh, overall, I think it was good. I liked the sort of disrespect of getting the rebound from a from OG's missed uh, free throw and then just immediately dunking it and then going into like a chase down block in like the Bulls' Mm -hmm. last position. Didn't need to do it just felt the need to do it. I like that kind of stuff for him. So again, I think he's had a really tough season. I've never, uh, I've never been on the side where I think much of that criticism is warranted. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you read, like what you realistically want to expect from a second year player. Who's just come off like a rookie of the year type season Mm -hmm. and what he's, he's like been able to show and been able to do with all the challenges um, that this team has had. You know, mm-hmm. and the frustrations, I'm sure, of where that's put him. Um, for sometimes, like, not really having a clear leader or somebody to sort of look to this season, mm-hmm. I think he's done pretty well. I think if the the last few games, certainly, like, since the deadline have been any indicator, you are seeing, like, definitely, like, a more like purposeful, robust kind of player in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, And overall, yeah, I like I mean, the team needs an offensive spark, like certainly every single game is a close game. I think every game in the next like month and a change of remaining games will be close given Mm -hmm. the schedule. So if he can provide that kind of offensive spark, you know, Fred was saying he was out there talking a lot. He kind of gave Fred and Pascal the boost that they needed at times. That's good. Like, I Mm -hmm. think that's what you want from him. So where maybe, yeah, he had a quiet shooting night to our earlier point. He did a lot. Uh, of everything else
2: yeah I I think I continue to be super high on Scotty because these fourth quarters and these stretches of games where he just kind of decides, all right, uh, this is my game. Now I'm taking mm-hmm. over and I'm going to ins- assert my sort of authority in whatever way I see fit, whether it's, uh, you know, driving to the bucket, scoring over Brooke Lopez seven times in a row to force an <laughs> overtime and a fake comeback, whether it's uh, having four, four blocks in a fourth quarter and kind of, as Nick Nursk said, inspiring the rest of the Toronto Raptors defense with that energy and just mm-hmm. sort of fervor and uh, like ferocity like that. That's awesome to see. And I think for me, yeah, it, it maybe I could see why you'd look at his numbers. It's basically, you know, it's very similar, although his, his assist numbers are way up. His shooting numbers are actually down, which I want to talk about a little. But, um, you know, I, just because those fourth quarters are so clearly like him just kind of taking over and realizing he can assert himself into a game, that's why I remain optimistic about what he's going to be long term. He has those flashes, and those flashes are so bloody tantalizing that I'm all right with the sort of in between spots where he's kind of figuring things out or mm-hmm. he's, you know, having struggles that I think are to be expected for a 21 year old who, again, is playing, like you said on a team that's not had a lot of continuity this season. There's been a lot of in and out of the lineup, a lot of changing of his own role. And I do think long-term that's going to benefit him because he's getting to try different things and is being asked to perform in different roles over the course of a full season. Like That has to be good. I kind of think back to, um, it's not the exact same, but like Zach Levine back in the year where he kind of had to play point guard for the Wolves because he didn't have a point guard. But like he added a lot to his game because he was in those sort of adverse circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I think we're seeing that with Scotty Barnes as well where he can kind of do anything, right? He can play in the middle of the floor. He can work with the ball in his hands. There's got to be some improvement there, I think in just in terms of like the reads, the shooting accuracy, that type of stuff, but uh you know, I think we see again last night that all the reasons to be very bullish on Scotty Barnes and the reasons to think that this team, which the Raptors have clearly wanted to see more of, there's a reason to think there's something to build on here with Scotty Barnes as that sort of agent for upward mobility around what is already a very good supporting cast for him. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty exciting stuff. The shooting numbers, Katie, little interesting so last year he shot 71 percent at the rim he was in the top quarter of the league in terms of at rim percentage he's down to 64 percent this season we've seen him struggle with that sort of in close just finishing in close quarters around dudes looking for contact unhappy when he doesn't get the calls that type of stuff mm-hmm. uh, a couple of and ones that have kind of rimmed out and whatnot too um you know Are you concerned about that? Is there like a level of like, okay, maybe this is just a thing he's always going to struggle with? Is there something you're seeing in the way he's playing that gives you pause? Or do you think this is just kind of young guy ironing through out some kinks and he'll get back to where he was at last year and probably better over the course of the coming, you know, even by the end of the season or over the course of the coming years?
3: I mean, I don't think he's found his shot yet, so I think that's why he's struggling. Like in terms mm-hmm. of what he's most, where he's most comfortable shooting from. Yeah. Um, I do also think some of this is just par for, you know, he's not. He's been asked to like sometimes he's the primary ball handler, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes its role is not to shoot. So I do think you've got to take that into account when you look at, you know, the diminished uh, numbers overall. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, I think the slump. Uh, plateau uh Mm -hmm. feels normal to me feels Mm -hmm. fine uh the finishing is a little bit troubling Mm -hmm. just because i think that's still like a very nagging and persistent problem for a good deal of the roster Mm -hmm. C. calciacin will sometimes you know what i mean like that's something that like i feel like i've talked about for at least three seasons now Mm -hmm. where there'll be like really frustrating bouts of just like not finishing like you just aren't committing to it mm-hmm. i don't and i don't think like pascal chases or looks for calls in those instances but maybe that's the only part that i worry a little bit for scotty mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like you can't you don't try and finish because you want the call
1: mm-hmm. you try mm-hmm. and
3: finish because you want the point the call yeah. is a bonus right like you can't yeah. start playing looking for that um so that's a bit I don't like that because it does yeah. kind of remind me of, you know, bad Raptors iterations of old <laughs> uh, when you can't really like, you know, this isn't a team that's like going to really get the calls when compared mm-hmm. to some of the other, you know, opponents that they'll play that sure. do. So that's a bad, I think that's like just a bad rut and routine to get into. Um, but I would hope that's maybe just, uh, you know, what I said before about like, they're not always being a clear example to look to. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's some some of what that is you know for him uh so hopefully they're you know they're just kind of coaching him to play through it
2: yeah and i I think i'm probably not super concerned about it long term like this year certainly i think it's probably going to persist as a struggle as he works through it but Mm I think in time, like, the calls will come. He'll get stronger. He'll learn how to sort of fight through contact. This is part of the growing phase for any guy who's going to live at the rim in their NBA career, and I don't think I'm terribly worried. And I I think the reasons why, like, A, he's getting to the rim more this year than he did last year. He was at 36% Mm -hmm. of his shots came at the rim last year per cleaning the glass. This year, it's 39%, so a slight uptick. We're also seeing him down in terms of the frequencies taking mid-rangers, which is good because it's not really a shot that's his and not really a shot that... you want anyone but like the best players at mid-range shooting taking and so you know he's obviously got there's some sort of package there from the mid-range for him that I think can be worked on and built out as we go forward here but it's not there just yet so really it's rim and threes for him right now the Mm -hmm. threes aren't falling but I'm glad he's taking them he's shooting 34 percent from the corners he hit two or three last night he's been better of late Um, And when it comes to getting to his shots around the rim, like he still gets there with relative ease, right? He can blow by anybody he wants or just bully through anybody he can't blow by. Uh, He can score over some of the best rim protectors in the NBA and get to those spots where he's comfortable. And I, I, do, I just don't think we're going to see a replication of this big drop-off from last year going forward. I, I think we'll probably see him get more comfortable in those spots just because of just eye test-wise. He gets to those spots kind of at will, and that to me is more important than figuring out the touch around the basket because these guys are professional basketball players. I'm sure they can figure out the touch part of scoring from a foot away from the basket, and uh, Scotty Barnes seems like he's going to have that. Any last stray thoughts on the growth of of Scotty Barnes, here before we move on to our good, bad, and hmm to round up the show.
3: I think it's more consistency. Uh, mm-hmm. And that I don't like, I say that and not expecting that to come in someone's second season. Yeah. But it is something to strive towards. So whether that's in finishing moves, whether that's in, I don't know, like shot fluidity or like who he's kind of looking for, the consistency mm-hmm. is something that like you want. I would like to see him on track to get to tough Mm -hmm. when he hasn't had consistency or like the team hasn't really had team wide consistency this season. Um, But I think something that's like what I, when I look at him and think of where I do think he's struggling a little bit, or there could be struggles coming up. I think consistency would smooth a lot of that out.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I think I very much agree. It's like a consistency of like, Aggression, I think, as well, is a big thing for him. Just be mean all the time. Maybe Scotty. just like don't save
3: the meanness for the fourth. Right? More uh, than yeah. aggression, because I sure. think you know intentionality to me. That's like your 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 energy is focused, especially yeah. like your offensive energy is focused, and that's going to lend to the the finishing and like some of yeah. the other problems that we're talking about. Just like aggressiveness, that can kind of backfire to like sure. around your team as well.
2: I think that's extremely well put, Katie. Uh, We're going to leave it there. We're going to come back on the other side, get to the good, the bad, and the hmm to round out the show before we do that go and make sure you check out locked on leafs as your second listen of the day as the leafs are making trades literally every day it seems so go and get the latest from mike and dave over on locked on leafs and if you're an nhl fan this friday there will be a locked on nhl trade deadline special live stream from 2 to 4 p.m eastern time so if you are a puckhead, you will have your fix so please go check it out on
0: the locked on nhl channel also locked on leafs wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube All right, Katie, we reached the
2: good, the bad, and the hmm, the way we round out all these game recappy shows here on Locked On Raptors. A thing we liked, a thing we didn't like, and a thing that's got got us a little intrigued going forward from the latest Toronto Raptors game. What you got for your good, Katie? Start us off.
3: Uh, The OG dunk, I think. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) One, I think he needed it, right? Uh um, Uh Especially because I've seen some questionable stories. Uh, basically lamenting, like, this is why he should have been moved at the deadline. Like, Mm. look at what a failure he's been, given (laughs) it's been, like, I don't know, five games or something since. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of time, Uh, and I disagree with that. So I think just in terms of, like, we know he's, like, a defensive – like, his defensive mind is – great and full and beautiful. Ask DeMar
2: DeRozan about that. He was on his ass all night long and it yes. was not pretty for old DeMar.
3: <laughs> but his like, uh, just like enough, he needed like an offensive punch, especially because the shooting hasn't been there. So I liked mm-hmm. that a lot.
2: Holding DeMar DeRozan to 13 points, no rebounds and two assists is... Uh, that's something else. That might be my good as well. Actually, my good is... Jakob Pertle's play extension—the way that, like, he can make it so a dead possession becomes a not dead possession, just in like with a, with a setting of a screen or with a quick pass from the elbow—that's amazing to me. There was a section, a, a possession last night in the first quarter, I want to say, where they ran an action with Yak at the elbow. They had a whole bunch of stuff going around off ball, and the Bulls, because they're good at defense now, somehow uh, <laughs> were able to snuff it out really quick. They get down late in the shot clock, and instead of the typical, all right, I guess we just toss it to Fred or Pascal or Scotty to try to bail us out by hunting a mismatch here. They improvise it into a quick pick and roll with uh, Yak and Fred Van Fleet and you get a three-point play out of it for Yak and Pirtle. Like, just having that quick instant offense that can bail you out is so nice. That kind of goes back to the diversity of options Raptors have now. They can play different ways on offense and and run different stuff and use different, you know, two-man combos to create advantages. And just a very small sample size theater thing here, Katie, but... Fred and Yak so far have played 81 minutes together in their time with the team since Yak's return. Uh, The Raptors have 121.8 offensive rating when they're on the floor. That would be the best in the NBA. And they have 101.8 defensive rating, which would be by far the best in the NBA. A plus 20 net rating. The Golden State Warriors starting lineup has a plus 21 net rating at last check. That's a really, really good set of numbers. Very small sample, of course. But uh, Yak and Fred, those two together, is pretty tight. Let's get to the bad, shall we, Katie? Uh, what you got? I've already kind of uh, alluded to what mine is, but what's yours?
3: Um, there was one sequence, and again, like this is a small thing, but there was one sequence in the fourth one. I think there were three wasted rebounds, mm-hmm. um, and then they would just kind of get flung out to, I think it was like Pascal. Yeah. Probably one with Scotty. Anyway, just like taking a very weird kind of hero ball. Mm-hmm. three point shot versus mm-hmm. at that point being like doubling down and being like well I'm going to just drive it. Yeah. Because we've now got the defense so stretched out toward us mm-hmm. that there's plenty of room to you know cut down the lane. So I don't really like that. I think it's I guess it's kind of ironic because we're talking about all these other ways that the team has to win, but mm-hmm. there're still these kind of moments of um a lack of uh what would you call this just like spontaneity and offensive yeah. decision making sure uh, and some of that i think is confidence and also just not being lazy it's like mm-hmm. when you're sh- when you've been shooting horrendously yeah from three all game I also I get shooting through it, but at that point, I think you're like, we're probably not going to shoot through it this game.
1: <laughs> so uh, I
3: didn't really like that. That stuff is sort of frustrating to see. And again, it's like that's a bad, I think, rut for a team that like can't rely on shooting to get into mm-hmm. offensively. So I didn't really like that.
2: Yeah, unless it was Gary Trent Jr. taking a three last night, I wasn't feeling great about anybody putting them up. Uh, although Chris Boucher. Three or five, maybe. That's uh, that's <laughs> nice stuff. Uh, my bad. You mentioned it earlier. Fourth quarter. B. Matt Devlin. I love you, <laughs> former guest of the podcast. We adore Matt Devlin so deeply. Here, it's a pro Matt and Jack and Alvin and uh, Kayla and Savannah podcast. We love the Raptors broadcast. But boy, oh boy. Fourth quarter B got it go. Katie thoughts on fourth quarter B as the nickname that uh, Matt uh, Matt Devlin is trying to make happen for Scotty Barnes.
3: I mean, I don't think it's sticking around because I really we,
2: hope not. but like right Freddie before, All-Star did for a while.
3: Well right before <laughs> we like went into the segment I Googled it like I looked it up on Twitter because I wasn't sure I was like, was that it because it's such an awkward, weird mm-hmm. name that I had mm-hmm. to be sure. so by virtue of that, I do not think it's sticking around.
2: I'm just gonna double check Basketball Reference to make sure it's not been added to his list of nicknames. Because if it has been, we might be screwed, Katie. Uh, it's not. There is no nickname listed for Scotty Barnes as of right now. Which and, feels
3: uh, right. He hasn't. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have one yet.
2: No. Well, that's fine. He does have one now. Well, it's Swatty well. Barnes, Katie. Katie. <laughs> <laughs> We're making it happen. Uh, yeah. No. Fourth quarter. B. I. It, it like. It, like, lionizes the thing that we're finding annoying about Scotty Barnes, which is that he waits for fourth quarters to do this stuff. would prefer four quarters B. How about that? That would be much better. Um, And, and yeah, it's just, why is he B? His name is Scotty. That's, like, a super, like, Barnes is a pretty nondescript last name. Scotty Pops. It's like, oh, yeah, like, even just fourth quarter Scotty, like, that would be better fourth quarter B anything B with Scotty Barnes is just like very very underwhelming to me I don't like it I love you Matt Devlin but please 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 stop trying to make fourth quarter B happen and uh, start using Swatty Barnes if you'd like I'm just saying you can you can freely use that on the broadcast Maddie D Let's get to the hmm, shall we, Katie? Any what's your hmm from this game?
3: Probably Will Barton. I just mine want to too. Look him. at that yeah. synergy. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> like I knew we probably wouldn't see a ton last night. It's more to yeah. just like get him in the lineup, and you know I think Nick Nurse and the coaching staff are sort of figuring out how how and where to use him best. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I honestly like I think it is such a good pickup by the Raptors. Mm-hmm. I've been such a Will Barton fan for such a long time. He hasn't done a ton with the Wizards, but but he hasn't been playing
1: yeah playing for the lizards. wizards
2: probably saps your joy a little bit as yeah. well I would assume <laughs> but
3: as someone who was like such um I think a crucial part of like some very competitive uh nuggets teams been to the mm-hmm. playoff three times like 11 season veteran I think he brings a lot uh to the team good like offensive creator uh his his like Yeah, I don't know. I think just his presence in the locker room may address some of the worries I had alluded to earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm just very like tantalized to see more.
2: Yeah, only four minutes from last night, you could very much see like he was asking Thad Young like where to stand and stuff on some of their in (laughs) like that's totally what you expect. I I would imagine it's going to take a little bit to get him sort of worked in, but. Yeah, I mean, just to have that optionality, right? If Thad Young's not giving it to you, you need a little bit more shooting and offense in those secondary units, then Will Barton can take up the 17 minutes that Thad Young played last night. You could invert the 17 and 4 that those two guys played. Uh, you can pair him with your sort of less shooting-heavy you know, Precious a Chris Boucher duo, and he's a 38% three-point shooter this season. He's not mm-hmm. been very good from two-point range, also 38% from two-point range this year. But like the Raptors need threes. The Raptors need someone who's just willing to just put it up at some point and finish possessions. And as much as he has very much struggled with the Wizards and some of the sort of catch-all metrics paint him as one of the worst and least impactful players in the league this season, Again, I feel like a lot of that's context and you never know yeah. like, when the right situation is going to come around for a guy like this. And uh, as like a ninth man option for the Raptors, I really, really like it. And, you know, I also think he's going to join like the hallowed halls of guys who you can't believe were Raptors at one point, like Jeremy Lin and Jason Thompson, all and these Jay buyout Kepner. dudes yes PJ bit. Tucker yeah <laughs> um he's like right in that sort of uh that Jason Thompson zone is oh yeah I remember that longtime NBA player who had a cup of coffee with the Raptors it's not fun um yeah I- I'm fully in on the will Barton thing. Don't think it changes the sort of big picture for the Raptors necessarily this year, but will make the little picture game to game a little bit easier to navigate, I think, for Nick Nurse just having that extra option there. Mm -hmm. I do wonder what this does to Jeff Doughton's playing time, considering he's been having a bit of a run there. But at times, you need the offense that a Will Barton can bring that Jeff Doughton just hasn't quite shown fully capable of that said you need a defensive ace guard jeff dowden's your guy options it's incredible we've tied it all together uh the options are unbelievable the raptors a team that aren't just all six eight dudes who play the same way we love it uh katie we're gonna wrap it there thank you so much for hanging i it must be just the worst having to talk to my goofy ass early in the morning maybe we could do these later in the afternoon i feel like i've been shot out of a cannon today thank you for enduring uh anything you would like to promote for the good people
3: It's great to keep it in the mornings, Sean. That's good. (laughs) Um, What can I promote? Um, What did was I? uh, Did we do? We did this last week. Did we? No, I we didn't. We did Did we? No, we did.
2: We did. We talked we did. about All Star. That's right. Yeah, uh, okay. But still, promote the New York Times thing again. Yeah, Why the can... hell not? You're the New York Times.
3: still <laughs> online. I mean, it's still flown around in magazines somewhere, but yeah, it's still go. online. You can read it there. You can read Basketball Feelings. Um, I've just put out a little, it's like a 17-minute freebie podcast for everybody, but it's got some really nice insight from uh, Sir Tsohi, Andrew Schlecht. Uh, kyle man of the ringer and some other people just about their best memories uh of this past all-star um and then i should have actually something about the kings the self-actualized Ooh. sacramento kings Ooh, uh, light the beam and why they're for real like it's still great and fun to to mm-hmm. joke around and light the beam but it's actually they are for real team uh, and mm-hmm. that will be on um gaming society later today
2: hell yeah go check that out uh find me on twitter at woodley sean follow subscribe to rate review the podcast for free on all your favorite podcast apps go make your second listen of the day locked on leafs uh or also you know you got all the other locked on nba shows if you're interested in all the hoop that's going on around the league it's been some very good hoop uh go and listen to locked on kings for example with our pal matt george if you want to accompany that with katie's piece on the kings that is forthcoming either way thank you so much for supporting the show again the youtube subscribers we love you very very much right now Now, my brain really wants us to get to 3K because my brain likes round numbers. So thank you for helping in that effort. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Likely going to do a mailbag show tomorrow as we get ready for the home and home or not home and home, two road games with the Washington Wizards that could, in fact, bring the Toronto Raptors back above 500 if they sweep them both. What a world we live in. We'll be back again tomorrow. Have a good one, everybody. Bye Bye.